How is it possible that you can both love somebody with all of your heart and want to punch them in the face all at the same time? Am I wrong? How is that possible? That's relationships. I got a friend, um, one of my best friends in the world, John Mitchell. He used to be on staff here um, at church. And he, he always wanted to do some crazy stuff in church, which I loved. And um, one, one week he decided he wanted to do a, like a little skit. And this was back when we were over in the Family Life Center in the gym. Um, he wanted to do a skit where we, where we did uh, Let's Make a Deal. You guys remember that old game show? Um, and he wanted, a, he, he was dead set on a live donkey to be like the booby prize behind door number three, you know? And he was dead set on it. I'm pretty sure it was just because he wanted to be able to use the A word in church. Um, but, uh, but he did it and it was fun and it was funny and everybody had a blast. We did the weekend. Um, and then John had to go on vacation like right after that. Like right after church, he took off. He went on vacation. I come back to, to work on Monday morning and somebody says, you might want to go take a look backstage. Yep, the donkey left a deposit and it had dried and it was disgusting. And here I am on Monday morning on my hands and knees with a scrub brush thinking things I'm not supposed to think in church and considering actual physical harm to my best friend in the world. And I, listen, it's been 15 years. I thought of that story this week and it made me angry all over again. How is that possible? And he's still my best friend. But here, the, the truth is, it is the people that we're closest to who have the most potential to do damage in our lives. Because the, the reality is some stranger can say something to me and I can just let it roll right off my back. I don't care. But if it's my wife, whoo, she can cut me, you know? relationships are hard. You know, if you, asked, if you asked most people, what's the hardest thing you've ever been through? At the top of most people's list is gonna be a broken relationship. I have people walk into my office all the time and they, um, you know, in the middle of a, a broken relationship or after a broken relationship and they'll say to me, I'm never doing that again. Have you, anybody ever said that? I'm never doing that again. Why? Because I'm never going to open myself to that kind of pain again. Guess what they almost always do? They go right back to it again. Why? Because we are made for relationship. We are made for intimacy. That's part of how we're made up. There's nothing we can do about it. But the, it is a, with intimacy comes risk. Because you're giving somebody else power. The closer you are to somebody, the more potential they have to hurt you. That's just the reality. So, um, you know, we're in the middle of this hit songs series, and, um, and I, I love it. I love you too. Um, and so I love this song because it, it encapsulates this idea that, that relationships are, you can't live with them, you can't live without them, you can't punch them in the face. So, what do you do? And so I, I want to do, I want to go with you on a deep dive into one verse today. We're only going to look at one verse today. 
And we're going to dig in really deep into this one verse um, because I believe that it, is, it spells out a roadmap to relational peace. Now, before we jump into it, I want to tell you, my wife is a, um, is a decorator. Like, she's really, really good at it. Um, you know, she's artsy-fartsy. She's more artsy. I'm more fartsy. Um, she, she loves to do the decorating thing. And, you know, she has, like, all these little pl- things all over the house with little cute sayings and, you know, stuff like that. Well, she has one cute saying above my dresser where I get ready every morning. And it just so happens to be this verse. And it starts, be humble and gentle. Hmm, think she's trying to give me a hint of any kind? Be humble and gentle, be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. I actually love this verse. I love that I see it every morning because I believe it is a roadmap to relational Peace. But before I want to, before we dig it, you know, this roadmap has got five stops. It's got humility and gentleness and patience and forbearance and love. That's what we're going to get into today. And the truth is, we could do a sermon or even a series on any one of those five things. But today I want to take them all together as this roadmap to relational peace. Um, But before we do that, I just, I just wanted us to take a step back because here's what I know when somebody walks into my office and they say that they have a problem in their relationships almost always what they mean is help me fix the other person right I got a problem in my relationship what do I need to do to change them so I don't have a problem in my relationship right and and the same thing is true in this moment There is a temptation in each one of us to think that our relational problems are somebody else's fault and if they would just. And and so I want to say, if if this ever occurs to you, if this verse speaks to you, at any moment you start to think, you know, I wish so-and-so was here. That should be a red flag. Because today, this verse is meant for you, not for them. Okay, can we all just decide that today God's not preaching to them. He's talking to you. So let's dig in. Now we're we're just going to stay in this one verse. So we're actually going to read it aloud together a bunch of times today. Maybe it'll start to sink in a little bit. So let's read it together. Be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. And so the, the roadmap starts at humility. Be humble. Um, humility is a great place to start because without it, none of the rest of that stuff is possible. If we can't get our pride under control enough to stop being selfish and self-centered, we got no shot at all of the rest of it. And it is hard to be humble in a world that tells us it is good to be selfish. You take care of you. You don't worry about anybody else. You just take care of number one. You, you see it on social media. It's called self-love, right? <laughs> Somebody's seen it. Um, it's, it's you, hey, you do your day at the spa. You do your day at the golf course. You take care of you. Don't worry about anybody else. And that feels really good because here's the other thing that happens. 
Anybody ever feel, anybody else in this, world, in this room ever feel like everybody in you, your life is sucking you dry? <laughs> Rob, that was too loud. You shouldn't say it that loud. No, no, you come home from work and somebody needs help with homework and somebody needs help with, uh, you got to make some dinner. Uh, somebody wants you to talk about their day. You know that, did I say that out loud? That was too loud. Sorry, Rob. Um, no, no, no. That, but it feels like people are just sucking the life out of you. And then you get that phone call from that person and you see their name and you love them. I'm not saying you don't love them. You love them. But you know what that phone call is going to be like. <laughs> You've been there. And so you just, eh, not right now. Right? That's when it feels right to be selfish. Let's hear what the Apostle Paul has to say about selfishness. Do nothing. Everybody say nothing. nothing. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility consider others more important than yourselves. I don't like the word nothing. Man, I don't like that word. Because here's the thing. I got stuff I like to do. I love to go kayaking. It's like my, I love being out on the water. I love it. I love to be on my bike. I love, okay, over the quarantine, I, got, I started getting into video games. Don't judge me, but I love them. It's a fantastic escape. It's great. I have a blast with them. But here's the thing. So I got this stuff that I love. Does it mean that I should never be able to do the stuff that I like to do? Of course, that's not what he's talking about. But humility Humility requires wisdom. It requires the wisdom to know when it's time, when, to, when somebody actually needs your help. And when they do, being willing to set aside all of that other stuff. When, when you're called to, being willing to set aside video games. That's hard. Being willing to set aside the stuff that makes you feel good. Being willing to be drained for the sake of somebody else. That's the first stop on our roadmap to relational peace, humility. Let's read together again and let's also do it like you're not half asleep like you did last time. Okay? Let's read it together. Be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Now, the first stop is humility. The second stop is gentleness. And I hate this one. I hate it. I'm, I was so mad that God's making me preach on gentleness. You know why? I'm terrible at it. I might possibly be the less, least gentle person you've ever met in your life. Uh, the, on the 4th of July, we went over to my niece's house and, um, you know, there was, I don't know, maybe there's eight of us over there or something. And, um, and my great niece, Aria, who's almost eight, um, she spends a ton of time at our house. She's at our house like every weekday. And so, you know, we, we're always screwing around, messing around, having fun. And, and we were that day, it was really hot out and we were kind of wrestling in this, in this patio chair and I had, a, I had a bottle of cold water with me. And I thought, this will be hilarious. I'm going to drip some, some of my water on her head. You know, I think that'll be funny. She didn't think it would be so funny. The mood turned on a dime. You ever have that happen? Because she got embarrassed. 
She got embarrassed. There were a lot of other people around. Never occurred to me. She got embarrassed and she was upset. And I would love to tell you that I handled it well. But I struggle with gentleness. And so I did the man thing and I was like, you're fine. Get over. It's not a big deal. It's a couple of drops of water. And she was really upset. She did not get over it. She ran into the house crying. And so now we're out, we're out there and there's a, there's a few other people and, and uh, I made some crack about the fact that, you know, I remember when my kids were her age, there was a rarely a day that went by that I didn't make at least one of them cry. And one of the guys in the circle said, I'm not sure that's something to be proud of. <laughs> you know what? He was right. It's one of my... It's one of my regrets as a dad. Um, I got two fantastic daughters. They're wonderful. We just went on, was it Tuesday, I think? We just went down to the Deer District and, you know, for that last game. And it, we just, we just, yeah, yeah, baby. Really? We're going to do that in church? Okay. Um, yeah. Okay, but it was fun, and mostly it was fun just because I was with my girls. And they were having a blast. And they were, and on our way back, they turned the music to, like, painful old man levels and yelled and sang and it was great because they're just a blast and and here's what I want to say in our life in their growing up did we have a lot of fun yeah we did were there a lot of hurt feelings because I wasn't gentle enough you bet there were it's a it's a regret that I have <clears throat> What is it in some of us? And I'm talking to me. Can I just tell you this? I'm talking to me. What is it in some of us that thinks it's more important to be funny than it is to treat somebody with respect? What is it in some of us that thinks it's more important to make our point politically than it is to treat someone who disagrees with us with gentleness. I'm talking to me. Have you ever thought this? People get their feelings hurt way too easily. Anybody ever thought that? They gotta toughen up, they gotta stop being snowflakes, right? Okay, can I just say right now, I hate the way that the word snowflake is used now. Can I just tell you that? You know why? Everybody's a snowflake about something. Everybody gets their feelings hurt about something. Everybody gets offended by something. The reason that we like that term, the reason we say things like they really need to toughen up is it because it, it takes the blame off of me and puts it on somebody else for my inability to control my need to be funny or right. Ouch. Ouch. I thought about this for a while, about whether I was gonna say this next thing, but I think that it's true. My right to free speech is protected by the Constitution, but not by the Bible. I am grateful that in this country I can say whatever the heck I want to say. 
I'm grateful for that. I think that's the right thing for our country. But man, the Bible has a different standard. If you are a believer, you do not have the right to free speech. Because Jesus cares more about people's hearts than he does about you and me being funny or right. Did I tell you that I hate talking about gentleness? <laughs> Gosh! But it is our second stop. Let's go back to our verse and read together. Be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Patience is stop number three. And patience is easier with people who are not close to us because the people who are close to us drive us crazy. You've, your husband has been chewing with his mouth open for years and you've been asking him to stop and he can't or he won't. I see that Ray and Michelle. I saw that over there. Your best friend, one of your friends is always, and I mean always, 30 minutes late. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Rosa. Um, and, and then you give them like a 30-minute cushion and somehow, somehow they know and they're an hour late. What is that? <laughs> and then we have this thing going off in our brain like, I need to help them stop it, right? I need to help them grow because they're driving me nuts. And so this thing happens in our brain that we start to think, if I don't call them on it, they're never going to learn. And that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Except it rarely works. It rarely works. People don't change their behavior because somebody nags them into it, because somebody makes them feel guilty for it. People grow and change and learn at different rates. That's all there is to it. As a matter of fact, making somebody feel terrible about something is the worst way to get them to change their behavior. Because then they feel defeated. And let's be real. When you and I struggle with impatience, it's usually not about them. It's usually more about me. Because the more I aware that I am of the patience I receive from God and other people, the more patient I am with the people that I love. And the reverse is true as well. If I find myself being impatient with the people that I love, it is a pretty good sign that I am unaware of how patient God and other people are with me. And so if you are struggling with impatience, I got a little homework assignment for you. If that's something that you got going on in you, that you are impatient with people, that they drive you nuts, I got a little homework assignment. Get out a pad and a piece of paper and start listing all of the ways that God has been patient with you. Start listing all of the ways that the people that you love are patient with you. All of a sudden, Everybody else's stuff doesn't feel as ugly. That's stop number three on our roadmap to peace. Let's read together again. 
Be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Making allowance for each other's faults. We've been dancing around this for a little bit with with gentleness and patience, but this is like hitting the nail on the head. Making allowance for each other's faults. The, the, The church word for that is forbearance. Forbearance. And it is the Jesus response to something that has happened in all of our minds, something we have all thought. And the thought is this, I have every right to be hurt, angry, and bitter. Anybody ever thought that? I have every right to be hurt, angry, and bitter. And you know what? A lot of time it's true. People do terrible stuff. People are awful. Sometimes they do it on purpose. Sometimes they're just clueless. But that awful stuff comes down on us. And we say, I have every right to be hurt and angry and bitter. And in this world, we do. But the truth is, if you're a follower of Jesus, you live with one foot in this world and the other in the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God has different rules. It's going to be hard to hear for somebody. The kingdom is more interested in relational peace than it is in relational justice. Because you see, we want, we desperately, when we've been hurt, we want justice. We want somebody to pay for what they did. We want them to, we don't want them to die, but we want them to suffer a little bit, right? We want, uh, there is this, there's this emotional payoff for being angry and thinking that they deserve to get what's coming to them. I mean, we want that for them, not for us, right? We want them to get their just due, but we want grace for us. Okay, we set that aside for a minute. But, but what we really want, even if it's not that we want them to suffer or we want them to pay, you know the truth is what we really want is for them to apologize. You know? Like if they would just come up to us and say, you know what? I, I recognize that what I did was wrong and I'm really sorry. Dang, that would like all of a sudden would change everything. How many people would pay, would like kill for that? Like just for somebody to come up and say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. I'm so, uh, you know, let's move on. Wouldn't you just be like, yeah, great, let's move on. Good luck with that. (laughs) That ain't happening. Because people are clueless. Everybody is the hero of their own story. And so they don't think they did anything wrong. And so... You gotta, you gotta decide what you're gonna do with it. And somebody in this room needs to hear this next phrase. If you are always looking for relational justice, what I just talked about, either for them to pay or for them to apologize, if you're always looking for justice, you will never find relational peace. You might find, do you ever start thinking, why is everybody a jerk? You know, like, why is everybody around me always doing terrible things? Why am I always mad at everybody I'm supposed to love? 
The truth is, for some of you, what you need to hear is that it's time to stop looking for justice and learn to let go of other people's screw-ups. That is forbearance. And that's our fourth stop. Coming to the end here. Let's read it together. Be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other. Making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Love, love is a great word. Love is something we could talk about for two years and never scratch the surface. Love is huge. But do you notice in this sense, love is the only one that comes after the because. You got all the rest of this stuff. You got humility and gentleness and patience and forbearance because of love. It's the why. It's the reason behind all of it. Why would I work hard at being patient with my wife? Because I love her. Why would I try really hard at being more gentle with my daughters because I love them? Why on earth would I try to be humble with my friends because I love them? Why do I put up with all the stupid crap that everybody I love does because I love them? Love is the reason. It's the why. But here's the really great news. Love isn't up to us. We think, I mean, we hear that, and we think, man, I gotta be more loving. I really gotta pull up some love inside of me and then show that to my family, right? That's what goes off in us. Let me tell you where, the Bible doesn't say that love comes from inside of us. First John 4 says that love comes from where? God. So this, the idea isn't just to try harder. You know, before we go a little any further, it's not just love that comes from God, actually. Did you know that? It's not just that we don't have to pull up the love in us. I want to read for you um, the list of what we call the fruit of the Spirit. Now, the fruit of the Spirit is a... It's a list of things that if we submit ourselves to God, he brings out in us. The spirit does the work in us. And I wanna see if you recognize any of these things. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You see our roadmap where it comes from? If you thought that this was a sermon about making five stops on the roadmap to peace that are things that we got to try way harder at, you're wrong. Because can I tell you this? If you could try harder at them and get there, you already would have. You love the people that you love. You want to be the person that you can be for them. And as much as you want to, as much as you've tried to, you're not there. I'm not there. And it's because this stuff, love and forbearance and and patience and gentleness and humility, that doesn't come because I try hard. It comes because I submit 
to the Holy Spirit and he works it out in us. It is our job to submit ourselves to God. It is his job to bring this fruit out in our lives. So the message is not try harder, it is submit more. You give me five things I gotta try harder at, I'm out. You know what I'm saying? I got no shot. Those five things that we talked about and I just gotta get that going in my life, that ain't happening. But you tell me submit more. Mm, That's something that I can do. That's something I can do because the more I align my life with the life of Jesus, the more I study about him and try to emulate him, the more humility becomes a part of my life. The more time I spend in his word. If you wonder why this stuff isn't coming out of your life, maybe you're not spending time in his word because spending time in his word helps you become gentler. Spending time in prayer can help you become more patient. That's what submitting looks like. Connecting with God, giving your desires over to him. It is the beauty of the gospel. The story that Jesus came to earth, lived a perfect life, died a sinner's death, rose from the dead. And we like to stop right there, right? With the gospel. That's not the end of the gospel. Because after he rose from the dead, he began appearing to his his, uh, followers, right? But he didn't just appear to his followers then. He kept appearing over the centuries and he is continuing to appear in the lives of people who are following him right now. The gospel isn't something that happened back then. The gospel is happening to us right now. He is appearing in our lives and the way that he appears in our life is by taking our submission and turning it into fruit. If you want relational peace, don't look to change somebody else. That ain't the road. Don't look to try harder at all those things you think you're supposed to be better at. That's impossible. The the roadmap to relational peace is simple. Submit and he does the work. And so um, we're going to end our time together by standing. If everybody would stand with me. And we're going to, we're going to read this verse one more time. But I don't, you know, every time we've read it up until now, it's kind of felt like a laundry list of things that we're supposed to work really hard at. But now we have a little different understanding of it, don't we? We submit. And this is what the Holy Spirit does in us and through us. Let's read it together. Be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Father in heaven, we are so grateful that you are still the one doing the work. Lord, we submit. Everybody just take a moment of quiet. And if you, dec- if you are willing, just say to God, I submit. God, we submit ourselves to you right now. We'll do it when we get home. 
We'll do it again tomorrow morning. We'll open up our Bible. We'll, we'll spend time with you in prayer. We will submit ourselves to you knowing that the rest is up to you. You work that out in us. We love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening to the Central Wired podcast. Be sure to stay connected with us at centralwire.com and have a great week.